through your workday, one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. There's a fallen warrior who wore a shot high. I think it's Tuovasa Shek too. Is. They can't afford to have him leave the field now. He's in all sorts. Tuovasa Shek is going to be going the same way. Just wore the hit of Matt Burton. He was out before he hit the deck. Yeah, you're right. You can see that there. As you know, Roger this year announced in January that um, he was moving on from the club at the end of this year with our full support and blessings to go to Rugby Union. Um, with that in mind, uh, the challenge that's presented to us now is Roger potentially being stuck in Australia for an indefinite period of time, which is very concerning for his next phase of his career, which is rugby union. So over the last 48 hours, Roger and I have discussed at length uh, the options, um, what it means to him to do one or the other, what it means to our club. And the most important thing, uh, we have settled on a, on a position where we've allowed Roger to be granted a release immediately. This play's been going forever. Canberra fans getting into it. Can their team stop the Warriors? Two and a half Shek is killing the Raiders and Ricky Stewart for everything he's done with the ball today. Roger, Tuovasashek wins the game for the Warriors with a piece of unbelievable defence. Gets to Latrell Mitchell, gets beyond Latrell Mitchell. Oh, Roger Tuivasa, Shep, what a story this had been. He gets away from Sean Tony now. And it announced the signature that halfway through last year, he would leave the Roosters to the Warriors, and they pay the ultimate price. What's my name? They come to the right. Now long from Walsh. This time it works. He lobs the ball onto a silver platter for Roger Tuivasa-Shek. 22 minutes played in this first half as Johnson looks to weave some magic on this last play. Green inside, Bonner Tuivasa-Shek! That's how to do it on the last tackle. Great from Tuivasa-Shek. Who comes towards oh. Morgan and steps straight past him. Rocket Roger. Blink and he's gone. And he was gone as Denser. Ball goes to O'Sullivan. Roger! Beautiful set piece. Roger Tuivasa, Sheck, what a weapon. Doggy, doggy. Yep, he's back, people. He is coming back home, Roger Tuivasa, Sheck. The three year deal announced last night. Whew, that gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? Kids, Captain K, what a great job putting that one together as we uh, kick the show off here. Afternoons with Staffy Sammy taking you through until 4 o'clock. And look, it's all about Roger today, people. Call at any time. 0800 150 You can text on double eight double three. So many things to talk about here. Your excitement levels. How fizzed are you to get the, uh, the RTS man back into a Warriors shirt? Where's he going to play? What position? What contracts are going to move around to make sure he uh, we can afford to keep him for the next three years? And then, of course, there's the rugby debate. Does he go to the World Cup? Does he get uh, 
an early release. So many things to talk about between now and 4 o'clock. Like I said, 0800 150 You can call at any time. We'll put you on here and we'll chew the fat over Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. You can text through on 8833, the Timber uh, Bedpost text machine. What is going to come up uh, on the show, apart from some, some heavy chat around Roger? Well, we're going to talk with Andrew McFadden very, very shortly, the recruitment manager for the Warriors. He, along with Andrew Webster, are the masterminds behind bringing this guy back to the club. Um, and Cappy is really the, the man pulling the strings on all of the signings. So how does Roger fit in to the system they've got? Uh, what, who's the pressure on for contracts now? Um, are they anticipating an early release? Uh, all of these questions we're going to put to Andrew McFadden very, very shortly. Uh, we're going to catch up with a bunch of other people involved in rugby league as well. Bluey McLennan, the former Warriors coach. Uh, what is it like from a uh, coaching perspective to have a man of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck's calibre in your team? How does it shape the team dynamics? Blake Ashford, who both played with Roger and against Roger. What's it like playing against him? What's it like playing with him? Uh, we're going to talk to Surly from Surly Talk Sport. From a fan's perspective, he was fizzed up last night, I can tell you that. He's a rugby union fan as well. So interested to see uh, how he views both sides of the ledger. Um, we will divert from rugby league at some stage throughout the show. We're going to catch up with Jeremy Paul, of course, after two o'clock, talk some super rugby. JP's probably got some thoughts on Roger as well and his foray into rugby union. After three o'clock, we tried doing this yesterday. We're going to pull it forward to today, or push it back to today, I should say. Uh, Dino Kane, who is the former professional snooker player, a Kiwi who made two uh, quarterfinal appearances at the World Champs at the Crucible. They are happening at the moment. We're going to chat with Dino Kane about uh, the World Champs, but for the next hour and a half, we're talking Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, 0800 150 would love to get your thoughts on the uh, on the phone line. You can text on double eight double three. But we are going to now catch up with Warriors recruitment manager Andrew McFadden, uh, Cappy, who's on the line now. Mate, so much excitement uh, over the last, uh, well, 14, 15 hours or so. Um yeah, just great news hearing that Roger Tuivasa-Sheck is coming back into uh, the Warriors setup. Cappy, uh, who joins us on the line now, uh, welcome in, Cappy. Thanks, Sam. It's great to be here, mate. Uh, you, alongside Webby, uh, probably been the masterminds, I imagine, in, in making this happen. Um, I know it's all part of the game of rugby league and recruiting, but you must have clinked a glass or two of champagne bringing Roger back to the club. Yeah, there was, uh, there was certainly uh, when we got the phone call um, a couple of days ago, um, about he was going to accept our offer. There was a few fist pumps, that's for sure, mate. <laughs> no, very exciting. Did uh, did you go to Roger or did Roger come to you? Um, oh, look, I think there was always an open dialogue ever since he left, you know, about, um, you know, we, Roger's obviously still got a lot of friends and we, we know Roger very well and um, I guess it's, it's always been on our mind, you know, would he come back? Um, probably where it escalated is, you know, the... the start of this year or back end of last year, you know, would, would there be a possibility? And, you know, it was a bit like we'd throw it out to his management every now and then. And, and then eventually they came back and said, yeah, maybe we, we want to hear what you've got to offer. Mm. Uh, Cappy, I, I almost know what you're going to say to me here. Can you tell us what, pl- what the plan is for where he'll play? Look, we will tell you at some point. Um, I'll, I'll let Webby um, talk to you about that um, down the track. I know everyone's concerned, particularly around Charms and whatnot, but all I can say is that, you know, Charms been well aware in the last, you know, little short time that, that Roger's coming in um, and he's comfortable with, with um, the, the plan forward and, and Charms will still be um, prioritised in our team as well. So, 
you know, but they both fit in our side is the, the short answer, but we'll give you more clarity around that down the track. Good to hear, mate. So, look, Roger is a superstar. I think any club, you know, would sign the man in a heartbeat. Uh, we're not going to hear where he's going to play just yet, but what specifically about his game do you see as a major plus for the team? What's he bringing that, that perhaps we, we lack a little bit of? Well, he's got X Factor. Um, you know, Roger can do things and create things um, that can get you over the line. You know, we, I think what you're seeing with our team at the moment is a team that's really willing to fight and, and scrap and, and all that sort of stuff. But you still need guys that can, can put points on and, and create things. And, mm. you know, we're relying heavily on what Sean does um, for the team. But you really need that, you know, if you want to win things. And, you know, obviously we're very ambitious and we, we want to win a competition. We want to bring it home for the first time, you know, we just need to have X Factor across the park and guys that just can create things. Another big question a lot of people have, Cappy, is how this is going to affect, like you mentioned, Chance, uh, players that are currently in the team and a few contracts moving forward. Given Roger is a big name, imagine he's getting a fair bob as well. Where does it leave us with both re-signing some of these players and, and future recruitment as well? Oh, look, that's that's all to be played out. Look, obviously, we've got a plan. When you put a plan together, you just don't spend all your money at once and that. We've, we've, we allocate uh, for specific positions, and we've had a bit of a plan um, in mind around um, particularly getting a, a marquee player. Um, Roger fits into that mould, but, we, you know, we've got a plan going forward around, you know, how all the pieces of the puzzle will land. But a um, bit of that's, you know, there's a fair bit of competition, particularly with our outside backs. That's probably where it's it's going to um, impact, mm. and um, yeah, that'll all play out in the next couple of months. But you know, it's going to have to be some some um, you know, it's going to be some te- some players under pressure and some some hard conversations. But but you know, that's all to play out. Yeah, all part of it as well, Cappy. You mentioned a couple of months ago uh, on our station here that we were looking for we we're still in the market for a prop. Um, has that changed at all with with the signing? We're still looking to bring someone else in. Um, yeah, look, I mean, there's, there's still an opportunity to bring a forward in. It's probably not necessarily a prop, but it might be a forward. We've got a bit of flexibility around our forwards um, with where, where they can play. So, it's, it's again, it's about probably bringing in some quality. But, yeah, that's all to play out. Obviously, Roger um, and the quality of his signing changes the, the equation. You know, you've got to have – in this game, you've got to have a plan A, a plan B and, and keep going because – you know, if Roger said no, then you know, we've got to ch- we've got to change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, it's it is all very fluid, and um, but yeah, we're always looking for quality players to, to bring into the squad. Um, but we're also conscious that we've got some really talented young kids that we've got to give opportunities to 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 to. So um, it's you know it, there's a balance to that, um, and it's always moving. And some guys surprise you. You know, some guys. Um, you know, some young kids, you sit there and they won't be ready for another couple of years. Next minute, they're, they're good to go. So, you know, that's why it's always fluid. Yeah, absolutely. Just a couple of uh, quick ones to finish, um, Cappy. Are you, I guess, surprised a little bit at just how quickly things have turned around um, for this year? I mean, we were looking at it last year and, and obviously bringing on um, Andrew Webster, yourself come back in. We make a, other, a couple of other coaching changes. Players get signed. And a, a few of us looking, I guess, at the longer term um, prospects of the club, thinking maybe, you know, in the next three to five years, we'll be starting to make regular top eights, challenging for a top four, maybe winning a comp. Are you a little bit surprised at just how quickly we've turned a corner in the space of a couple of couple of months? Um, I don't know if surprise is the word. I mean, I always knew they had it in. It was just whether, you know, the group could come together quickly. Um, 
I think the you know, and I wasn't involved with it, but the previous um, recruitment guys, yeah, I think have done a really good job in bringing the players they brought in. You know, Marata Neokore, Charles Nickel Clockstead, Mitch Barnett, all these guys uh, have added significant value. Dylan Walker, they've added a lot of value to the team, and they're tough and uncompromising. And I think probably the real credit's got to go to Andrew Webster there and how he's brought them together. Mm. Um, you know, the team has really endured, and I wasn't a part of it, but the team, you know, that three years of COVID, people probably don't really give it credit. You know, it's tough enough winning a game of football week to week when, when everything's fair and square, let alone what they went through. So, um, you know, they've put it all behind them now, and I think that's probably the, you know, what Andrew's managed to do really well is they're not looking back now, they're only looking forward. And, um, you know, they're very clear on what it looks like for this team going forward as well. Kepi, just finally, part of your role, of course, is, uh, is the development pathways um, as well. Um, we basically haven't had that for, for those three years, like you mentioned, with COVID, uh, a big loss for the club being able to bring talent through. Uh, the New South Wales Cup team doing very, very well in that competition. Uh, we're starting to see a few of them leak into first grain. Uh, Tade to Opik, he's had a couple of games up there as well. So y- you must be pretty stoked as well that this is not just the first team performing, but we've got those pathways back in there doing well as well. Yeah, that's 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 a real critical part of you know sustainable success is is to have that pathway and that competition in spots and and players coming through all the time. So it's always a balance bringing young kids into your team because you, you you definitely need that experience across the board. But you've got to do it at some point. And um, yeah, it's, it's certainly nice to be able to have you know not only our New South Wales Cup team going well at the moment, but you know the introduction of the three junior sides for us next year and, you know, a women's team down the track. So, you know, it's a lot of work to be done um, with, with myself and my team. And, um, you know, we're working working at that, that at the moment to get it all right for, for the future. I said finally, but I just have one more quick one for you, Cappy. Um, once again, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer this one. Have you entertained at all the idea that Roger might get an early release from New Zealand rugby if he doesn't make the World Cup? Or is that not in the thinking at all? No, nah, not not in the thinking. I, I, you know, if you know Roger, Roger's still very committed to you know making the best, and he still wants to make this All Blacks team. So, you know, we we know our future starts with Roger at the end of the season, and um, you know, we just respectfully we just want to let you know Roger focus on rugby for now. So we haven't even considered that. Awesome, Cappy. Well, like I said at the start, uh, so much excitement around the club in 2023. Gone to another level overnight with the, with the announcement of Roger. Uh, great work from yourself, uh, Webby and Cam George, to, to, to bring him back, mate. Uh, it's awesome news. Uh, good luck, of course, for, for Tuesday. Big game for the club, the Anzac uh, game against Melbourne uh, over in Melbourne, mate. Really appreciate you taking time to come on and, uh, and hopefully talk again soon. Yeah, no problem, Sam. Thanks for having me, mate. There you go, Cappy. Andrew McFadden there, the Warriors uh, recruitment manager. A couple of interesting points out of that. Obviously, they uh, themselves are not entertaining the idea of an early release. So uh, I'm not sure if that um, squashes that argument dead in the water, but certainly from the Warriors' point of view, they're planning on having Roger only at the start of 2024. Uh, He did talk about um, the pressure on the outside backs in particular because we know that's where Roger plays. I think it's fairly obvious who does have the pressure on them. Uh, We know that Adam Pompey and Marcelo Montoya both are off contract at the end of this year. Now, the argument would be uh, whilst you'd say Montoya probably playing better than Pompey at the moment, he's probably the more expensive player. So can the Warriors afford to keep him and let Adam Pompey go. Sean Johnson, of course, is off contract at the end of this year. Are they hoping they can re-sign him? Lots of questions 
uh, that I'd love to get your thoughts on. 0800-150-811. And we can also talk about the rugby side of things as well for the rugby fans out there. Uh, do you have Roger making the World Cup team at all for the All Blacks, particularly now that they know he's not going to be here next year? On talent alone, do you think he's going to get there? But even with that added, um, I guess... Uh, story in the back of their minds that he's leaving. Um, does that influence the World Cup selection at all? Uh, Ricardo raised a good point this morning about Charles Piertau, who, when he announced he was leaving New Zealand rugby, uh, was basically overlooked for the World Cup. So it shows that they really do want to reward players that are going to stick around. Um, so give us a call 0800 150 You can text through on double eight double three. There's a few texts that have come in here. I'll get to them very, very shortly. But give us a call 0800 150 We'll take your calls after this. Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Coming up 25 minutes past 12 here on Afternoons. Just spoke with uh, Warriors recruitment manager Andrew McFannin. If you missed that, you can go find it on the podcast channels. Lots of text coming in on double eight double three. We also have a lot of calls too. 0800 150 11. If you call through, you will get on. Uh, we're going to leave the phones open uh, for the next hour or so. Uh, calling in first here up from Northland, a great part of the country, is Paul. G'day, Paul. Yeah, good afternoon. Um, first time caller to your show and... Um Pretty new listener too. Fantastic station. Um, awesome. You got here, mate. Awesome yeah, to have you um, on board, Paul. Yeah, awesome. Hey, um, I'm, a, I'm what you call a, a warrior's tragic. Um, I have been for many a year, and you know, I've got to say, I was pretty filthy on Roger when he when he was leaving the Warriors. Not not so much because he was going, you know, to the dark side, but more more so that he he said on time and time again he wanted to become, you know, the part of a, the first time the Warriors won a competition, you know, and uh, I just thought, you know, well, you know, you're going to bugger off and, and but um, oh, I'm, I'm so happy he's coming back and, um, you know, he's, he's succeeded in rugby, you know, for, for, for the rugby people to, who are saying that he, he, he was a failure, well, if anyone plays more than one test, um, you can't call them a failure, so he, mm. he succeeded, but... Um, no, I'm, I'm really happy for him, and um, just as far as the positional side of things go, I, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, I, I can only see him going into the centres. You know, not only the way Charles is playing, but I think Rogers, you know, he's coming up to 30. I think the fullback, fullback might, um, bet, you know, might be a bit, bit beyond him, but who, who knows? But yeah, in the centres, and I think Pompey probably needs to move on, to be honest. Mm. Uh, Paul, good, good point you make there about the uh, the rugby side of things as well. So, uh, so all is forgiven, mate. All is forgiven with Roger. All is forgiven. You know, <laughs> welcome home. It's going to be. I mean, when he went to rugby, it was. I think a lot of it was you know bums on seats, and but I think he's realised now that uh, I know he was at the Warriors game recently, and and he just on such a roll, and um, you know to have twenty thousand a few weeks ago the same night as the Blues played, I think they had. Less than half of that. I, I think he's 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 just realised that you know leagues where his heart is and mm. and the tribalism of us fans. You know we will be there thick and thin, mate. And um, the going's good at the moment. And I heard you mention about the New South Wales Cup. You know and, and the production line coming through and the pathways. Uh, it's just fantastic. And the vision of of the whole club, the way they're heading. That's they're pouring a lot of money into it. So it's exciting times. 
It is, Paul. Really appreciate you calling, mate. Great to have you on board as a listener. And, uh, and yeah, pick up that phone and dial us uh, anytime you want. You mentioned the, uh, the Warriors and the crowd numbers from a couple of weeks ago. I can tell you as well, uh, a text that I received from a friend of mine who spoke to, the, uh, spoke to someone involved heavily at Sky. They said that over the weekend just gone, uh, the Warriors game uh, on TV against the Cowboys uh, outrated uh, all of the Super Rugby games in terms of their key demographics. So something's shifting, something's shifting in the water. Let's go down to Zane and Parapara Umu. Zane, my friend, how are you? Oh, mate, bit jaded after 28 hours on the go, but geez, didn't that escalate quickly yesterday? Yeah, mate. mate. Have you come down from the adrenaline high? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I was a bit worried when I got on the plane that I'd get off and find out it didn't happen and then I'd look like a right mug. But hey, um, a couple of things that I've thought about in reflection is one, I do think he goes to fullback. I don't know if Tampi said something to the contrary, but I think Chance is struggling to count the numbers a little bit at the moment. He's um, contributing to those, um, getting the overlaps out wide, and I think that's one of Rogers' real strengths back in the day. But the conundrum that popped into my mind is if Sean Johnson retires at the end of the season, we've got him on pretty cheap dollars at the moment. Um, we're putting all of our eggs in Altman's basket because we're not going to have the cash to go and buy an experienced um, halfback now, are we? Mm. Well, Zane, a couple of points there. I think Cappy, and that's the question that everyone's been asking, is obviously with Roger's money, who's going to miss out and, and does it put us in a position? But you've got to think that Cappy, uh, Andrew Webster and Cam George, this is a very strategical, that they haven't just gone out and got Roger because you know he's a big name and they had some cash lining around. It's definitely, there's a, there's a plan around it on how they envisage it working to be able to still bring in the players that they want. I would say... Um, that Sean's role since coming back to the club, and certainly this year, has really been to pull through the next rank of player. You know, it's probably surprising how well he's playing in 2023, but I think his role was always to develop to Mighty Martin, Luke Metcalf, Ronald Volkman, the guys around him. So I think potentially long-term, their thinking isn't around Sean Johnson anyway. It's actually around... uh, you know, probably for me, Luke Metcalf and Tamani Martin. Um, and I do, I think, I think you're right. I think Roger does play at fullback. Um, James Tedesco is 30 years old. Roger's going to be, I think, just over 30 years old next year when he comes back. So I don't think that sort of age thing is, is too much of an issue. Um, and, you know, I think Chance, I think he's going to be great. Either way, Zane, whether it's Chance or, or Roger in the centres, I think it's a great result. As long as we keep Montoya, mate, I'm happy because I think if we chance and um, Montoya in those centres, and that's the biggest weakness we've had at the club for more years than I can count. Yep. But I think you've flung up two two very solid defensive players there, both attacking flair, and you've got X-Factor across it. So, mate, I'm happy. To, and as you say, I, I trust Weeby and those guys wouldn't have done this just as a marketing employee. Um, and the final point, like I, I understood why he went to rugby because he didn't want to be away from his family, and he yeah. saw the Warriors being stuck in Australia, right? So yep. no COVID, I don't think he went. So as someone who spends a lot of time away from their family, I don't begrudge it, but I'm happy to have him back, mate. Yeah, good stuff, Zane. Really appreciate your call, my friend, as always. Uh, yeah, just going back to Paul's point there about you know him saying that he wanted to win a premiership with the Warriors. I mean, everything changed during COVID, didn't it? Everything went out the window. The scripts went out the window. Um, and for a guy like Roger, who all his family was back in New Zealand, he faced the prospect of being stuck in Australia for an indefinite period of time. So um, it was sort of reasonable, the reason why he wanted to get out of that contract early. Um, and also to the point about um, you know the, the positional side of things, yep, centre, definitely in a, a a position we've struggled with over the last few years. I've always said it, hardest position in rugby league uh, to get good at, the centre position. Defensively, 
attacking-wise, everything goes through you. I think if you look at Campbell Graham last night in the Rabbitohs-Panthers game, by the way, massive shout-out to the Rabbitohs for a good win there over the Panthers. Um, if you look at Campbell Graham, I think he's the best centre in the game right now. Defensively, doesn't let anything through. On attack, it mostly goes through him on the edge. And I think that is what we have lacked over the last couple of seasons. It is the hardest element to get right. And I think Roger, if he does play in the centres, will only be better for what he's learnt over in Rugby Union, which, once again, is a very, very tough defensive system. You've got to be very, very smart and astute, can't make mistakes. I think he carries some of that knowledge over, and he'll only be better for it. Mikey, uh, I know you've been holding for a while, my friend. I do really want to chat to you. we just got to take a quick break for new sport and weather. 90 seconds. So hold on the line, Mikey. Got some other spare lines there as well. 0800 150 11. Let's chew the fat on Roger too. Check. Uh, you can text through on double eight double three as well. A couple of those coming in. Uh, but we will take new sport and weather first. Your calls after that. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. <laughs> Captain K, that's brilliant. It is starting to feel a little bit like Christmas, isn't it? Roger Tuivasa-Shek coming back to the Warriors. That's what we're talking here uh, for the next wee while. We did have Andrew McFadden, the recruitment manager from the Warriors, just after 12 o'clock. You can go find that on our podcast channels. Uh, we do have some other guests coming up as well. Bluey McLennan, former Warriors coach. We're going to hear from him. Blake Aishford, who played both with and against Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Um, Surly Talk Sport as well. Surly's a massive Warriors fan and a Union fan, so we'll pick all their brains over the next hour or so. But the phone lines are the priority. 0800 150 Mikey, down in Christchurch. G'day, mate. Oh, g'day. Certainly Christmas for Warriors fans, isn't it? It wow. is, mate. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a huge announcement. Hey, uh, just from a rugby side of it, um, a caller earlier saying he's success at rugby. Well, was he really? Um, I think if he was a, a, a lay-down as he a starter spot for the All Blacks, he may have still stayed. Um, we'd never known that now. Um very interesting that the, uh, which I love hearing, is that the Warriors guys are like, uh, um, you've had uh, Cameron George on today, and who was the other guy? Was it McFadden or yep, some Campy, other yep. guy on earlier? Yeah. I mean, quite incredible. These guys just come out, they're, they're happy to talk to you. I don't think we've heard from anyone from Auckland Rugby yet, have we? Uh, we have heard know. from the Blue CEO. Yeah. Uh, the Blue CEO, I think, has been on, you know, sort of in the media and that as well. Okay. But I take your point, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just fantastic, and, and it's really good. I, I think these guys are always fronting every every time, and uh, it's just a really more of a shout-out to, to the, these league guys who just will front on your show. Yeah. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I, and and just, um, to, just to that point, Mikey, as well, um, I, I got in touch with the Warriors last night, obviously after the news broke. Yeah, Cameron George was, was happy to come on um, straight away on most programs. I, I went to them asking for um, Andrew McFadden, and I basically got told no, it was just going to be um, Cameron and they were just going to stick to the release and I was disappointed by that because I thought you know, that, like you said, they generally do come out and front things and it's a great op- opportunity given it's such a massive story um, but look, the Warriors came back overnight they said look, we've, we've changed our tune, we are keen to to promote it and, and Cappy's keen to talk, so a big credit to the Warriors because it's a massive story, it's probably the biggest sports story of this year, it's certainly one of the biggest signings in recent Warriors history, probably the last time they signed him was uh, was the other time, but uh, um <laughs> You know, yeah. so so credit to them, you know, Mikey, for coming out. And look, we're not expecting Cappy or, or Andrew Webster or whoever it is to come on and say he's going to play here. So and so is going to lose their contract. This, but you know, but it's just good to hear the rationale oh, as to what as to why they brought him in, how it all played out. I mean, fans are loving it. Yeah. Fans are absolutely loving it. The text 
machine's blowing up all over social media. People are talking about it. And given how the Warriors are tracking in 2023, it just, you know, it, the excitement just keeps building for the club, which is fantastic. Yeah, so, so a couple of things um, regarding um, the World Cup coming up this year. Look, if he, if, he, if he really kicks into gear and has a stellar season with the Blues for the next half of the season and, um, and is picked, then of course he should go. If he's good enough, he should go to the World Cup. Like, if he really picks up, mm. um, would be one point there. The other thing is, I mean, hopefully uh, SNZ have Razor and uh, Roger as the MVPs of their um, text line and phone. <laughs> well, we, maybe we'll run a poll, Mikey. That's a, that's a great result. Uh, yeah, Razor v. Roger, uh, the two R's. On the World Cup thing, eh, interesting because there is one side of you that says, yep, if he plays really well for the Blues, and he doesn't have a lot of time, let's be honest, because um, like you said, mm. we're already halfway through. But if he plays well for the Blues and he's deserved of a, of a spot, that's one argument. But the other argument is the argument that New Zealand rugby so often take, and that is we commit to players that commit to us. So if you're not here next year, we're not interested. I, I, there's no answer to that obviously from, from me or uh, or us sort of layman punters, but I'm sure they've got some sort of thinking around that themselves, NZR. Yeah, well, look, they've only got one chance at it with Fozzie's regime, so if he's the best on the thing, take him. If well, not, look, Fozzie, him, that, might, that might be more impetus for Fozzie to pick him, Mikey, you know, last last chance saloon. And let's be honest, it, it, Roger was Fozzie's brainchild. You know, he Fozzie's been the one that has, has stuck with him and, and pulled him into All Blacks camps, even though it looked like he, he shouldn't be playing, etc. So maybe Fozzie sticks with it and says, nah, I'm taking him, yeah. and we'll see how yeah. he goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Yeah, looking, thanks, thanks, mate. looking forward to it, Mikey. Appreciate your call. As always, let's go to Graham and a wide it up. Where are you at the moment, Graham? Master Tinny. Master Tin, fantastic. Yep, yep, yep. I, mean, I think it's a very, very good thing for, uh, for um, Roger himself, mate, um, and best thing for him because um, rugby hasn't been his go. Um, he must have been on some sort of promise somewhere, mate, with rugby, something, somewhere in this contract because... Uh, He's been given opportunities, whereas he hasn't earned them. Um, I don't think he's, he's transitioned into uh, into rugby very well at all. Um, and um, if Fozzie picks him for the All Blacks, he needs shooting. Um, because, like you say, we know he's out of here, so why the hell would you invest in someone that's going to split? Um, give someone else an opportunity that's perhaps got a four, five, six, seven, eight-year um, opportunity ahead of them that's where you've got to put your um, energy and efforts into. Mm. Yeah, I take your point, Graham. Uh, one thing that, w- that interests me this morning, we've got it here, uh, t- uh, John Kerwin on with the Breakfast Boys, and they asked him if RTS is in Rugby World Cup contention in the mix. And he talked about the uh, simply the attrition rate of our midfielders at the moment. A lot of injuries, a lot of injury-prone midfielders, and maybe that's the reason why RTS has a shot. Oh, I think he's definitely in the mix just because we have such a high attrition rate in our midfields at the moment. And, you know, I think that Ian Foster and the All Blacks need to be selfish about one mission this year. So if we think that Roger is going to um, add to the squad and and be a big part of, of winning the World Cup, we, we need to take him. Um, so I don't think him going to the Warriors next year will affect that. I think if everyone's fit and well, and he can't get on the field, he'll he'll struggle. If he can get on the field, you know, and, and get back out there and start showing some of the form he showed before his, um, you know, before his his jaw, 
then I think he's definitely in the mix just because midfield is, is crazy at the moment. One thing that might go against him, although he might come back and play on the wing for the Blues, you know, they, they're playing him on the wing a bit, they're playing at midfield, and if you're an all-black back of that level, having a couple of positions will help. What do you what do you make of that, um, Graham? Just simply uh, J.K. saying that Roger in the mix simply because uh, our midfield stocks can get light. Should we just pick up an injury or two? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think um, J.K. himself's been in the news a little bit lately, hasn't he, for um, for some of the things he's been saying. So <laughs> I take it with a pinch of salt, mate. I really do, um, because um, I just I just I just feel so strongly that he should not be selected. I don't care if there's um, there's a there's a shortage. There's an opportunity to get someone. Uh, the Rugby World Cup is of importance, yes, but Roger Tui Vasashek is not the answer in the midfield. He has not made the transition into rugby like he should have um, or could have. Um, and going back to league is the best thing for everyone. Mm, okay, appreciate your call, Graham. Uh, yeah, love your thoughts. Um, very, very passionate as well. Um, and just the array of thoughts as well. I really love hearing those uh, on the phone lines. 0800 150 Daniel McCarty this morning actually talked about how uh, I think it was 28. I think Rogers only played 28 games of rugby uh, since he made the transition over. And I mean, that's just not enough for anyone, really, when you think about it. Uh, it was 25, was it, Kez? 25 games of rugby since he came over. Um there was COVID, which disrupted the uh, Mitre 10 Cup season when he first came over. Uh, there was uh, injuries that he picked up. And then when he went away on All Blacks tours, he'd be away for eight to ten weeks and he'd only play one game off the bench. Uh, remember all the games that he was uh, sitting in the squad but not actually making game day. Um, you know, 25 games across the last, what is it, two and a half, three years? Well, I, I doubt anyone's going to you know, shine after 25 games of rugby union. Uh, let's go to Isaac now on the phones. G'day, Isaac. Yeah, hey, how are you? Doing well, mate. Hey, um, I just want to say I disagree with everyone saying the transition to rugby sort of didn't work because he technically just went back to rugby because he played Blues under 18. So he's he was a rugby prospect as a teenager mm. and he played centre for that team. And um, then he went to league and played wing, then went to fullback and got Dallium player of the year. So not just the best fullback, the best player yep. playing at fullback. And everyone's saying he's not a rugby player. I just don't think he's a 12. He should have been centre or wing to a bit more space so he can beat the defender on the outside. And people's talking about how he's got to earn his way back into the Warriors squad. Like, it's not under 12s where if you don't go to training, you don't start. I reckon he should go straight into fullback. That's professional. Straight into fullback because he's the best position there. Move Chance to centre. Then that shores up our defence because Chance is a great defender. And it just makes the Warriors back on that much better and creates depth. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with you on the fact that um, I don't think it's a failure at all, Isaac. And he did play for the All Blacks. Um, whether or not that was sort of a guarantee in the contract when he signed it with New Zealand Rugby, I'm not sure. But the fact that he went over and did play for the All Blacks. And I, I, I guess the reason why centre you know, he wasn't going to get a look in at centre was because of Rico. Um, you know, had, had he not had someone like that in front of him, maybe that was a position that they were going to give him a shot in. Um, I liked Cappy saying as well that um, Chance has been fully aware over the last, I'd say a couple of weeks, but he said the couple of days, but he'd be fully aware um, once he knew that the Warriors were thinking about bringing Roger back, what his role was sort of going to be from from whether or not he was going to stay at fullback or whether he's going to go in the centres. And I would say uh, they've, they've coached him along to a position where he's very, very comfortable to have Roger back. Um, so all the people that are sort of saying, oh, poor Chance, who you know probably uh, wants to play fullback and is going to get moved to the centres, I don't think it's really going to play out like that, Isaac. 
No, I think Chun's a bit heavy to move. He's a team player. Yep, 100%. Hey, appreciate your call, Isaac. Really love you calling in 0800 Joey, on the line there. We do have to take a break, uh, but you can give us a call 0800 uh, Flick us a message on double eight double three. Joey, and your calls after the break. Like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. We are coming up 10 minutes to, oh, yeah, 10 minutes to one uh, on SCNZ Afternoon. Sammy sitting in for staff till the end of today. Um, Joey's called in on 0800 Got lots of texts on 8833, but we give preference to the calls. So if you want to get your point across ASAP, 0800 I will get to the text very, very shortly, though. Joey, how are you, fella? Yeah, good, Sammy. Look, um... I think Nickel Kostak's been, been told that um, he may well go to centre, you know, and he will go to centre. And I think one of your callers said it before, uh, two of us is probably a, a bit better at, at controlling the, the you know, the, um, the defence defensive line um, from fullback. And also with um, Nickel Kostak, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bring him over here from Canberra if you were just going to say within another year's time, oh, we're going to release you. That wouldn't happen. So... He would, he's, I've noticed that in the last three or four games, he's been getting, he's been taking the ball up a hell of a lot more yep. as a fullback. Mm-hmm. And I know Tedesco started doing it, but, um, you know, Natrell Mitchell doesn't do it as much. But um, Nickel Colstad's been taking the ball up a hell of a lot more uh, than, than he did when he, when he first started the season. And I'm going, well, obviously, if, if two of us, two of us six coming back, those guys at, at the club have been told, or you would have thought they've probably been told. Mm. And so, it's, it's better for, for the Warriors too in the sense they've got now they've got a lot more guys challenging for, for positions which they, they probably didn't have even with this um, New South Wales Cup coming back it's made it even better but also the coach the coach I think could be better than Ivan Cleary was this fella mm. this fella's getting them going well I know it's early days but he's getting he's, he's doing the right things bringing in the right getting the right players um, getting in their mindset the right way, and um, he could well. I know he's obviously come, you know, from uh, from the Panthers, but um, this guy Webster could be one of the best coaches that the, the Warriors are. Uh, yeah, he's certainly uh, unlocking the potential of the club for sure. Um, Joey, got to run, my friend. Uh, lots of calls coming in. Uh, appreciate your thoughts, though. Some very good points made. Uh, Sam from Napier has called in. G'day, Sam. G'day, mate. How's it going? Very well. Yeah, two things from that. Obviously, just uh, oh, sorry, over the moon with um, without the signing. But I think um, a big shout out has got to go to Cam George. Um, you know, I was one of them. I called your station and gave him a fair bit of stick over the, you know, RTS leaving early and the Lodge saga. But I think that the the goodwill that he showed Roger by letting him leave early is potentially one of the reasons that Roger's come back to the club. Mm. I think that. Had we not let him go when he wanted to, he might have turned around now, coming back to league, and thought, you know, stuff here, I'm going to go somewhere else. So I think that that, that played a, a massive part. And I think, you know, Cam's, you know, he obviously went through, not saying a tough time, but he got a bit of stick from everyone and he's put his head down and they've put a pretty good team together and he's signed a, uh, signed a pretty awesome coach and, and things are, are looking really good for the club. Um, and, and secondly, I just think it's it's one of those signings that is going to wake up um, a lot of players that are going to look at the Warriors and go, wow, they're putting together a really good side, they've got a really good coach, and I want to go there because I think that they're going to compete for a title, which yep. for the last 
10 years has not been the case, you know. So, um, oh, just it, it's just awesome. Yeah, no, nah, spot on, Sam. And I think you you are you are right there that um, the success that the club is seeing, um, you know, on the field and on the uh, NRL ladder combined with these signings is going to make it a very, very attractive prospect. In the past, it has been a tough sell to get players uh, to come to the Warriors. Um, I do have some thoughts on Cameron George um, that you were just talking about there. I will take one more break. Uh, I'll come back, have a little chat about Cam George. We are going to keep this going after one o'clock, so you can still keep calling. Oh, 150 Back in a mo. Uh, coming up to one o'clock here, folks. Uh, Newsport and weather not far away. Lots and lots of texts on double eight double three, which I will read out after one o'clock. I'll make sure I get through some of those. But you can call oh eight hundred one five zero eleven. Just quickly on Cameron George um, and to the point Sam from Napier was making. Look, I. I've always had a lot of respect for Cam George. I think he's a very smart operator. He's very open and honest and very given of his time whenever you ask him to do an interview or have a chat. I put a bit of pressure on him last year. I said, look, if you've put all your eggs in one basket saying, oh, you know, next year's going to turn around, because that's what he was saying, next year's going to be better. I said, if you're putting all your eggs in one basket and it doesn't work out, where does that leave you in your role? So the pressure was on Cam George. Massive credit to him. He's come out swinging. He's put together a fantastic coaching team, a fantastic team on the field. And we are getting results in it. So I've got to give big props to Cameron George, uh, to Andrew Webster, and to Cappy as well, and all the staff at the Warriors HQ because they've done a fantastic job. Lots more to come after one o'clock. Newsport and weather up next.